Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears. 25-16 Titans over the Colts in Nashville as the Titans improve to 2-1. The Colts fall to 0-3. We are technically two and a half games back, two games back, and the tiebreaker, so two and a half games back. This was a huge game. We talked about it going in. We talked about the importance. I think that's why Carson pushed through with the pain he must have felt in those ankles. He really had no mobility today, but he played through it. He pushed through, and he didn't play well, but I give him credit for getting out there and playing, knowing how important the game was. Because you're sitting at 0-3. You look at last year's playoff race, the wild card race, there were nine teams last year, nine, that started the season 6-3 and or better. We were one of those nine teams, and at 11-5, and five, we needed a Dolphin loss in Week 17 to weasel our way into the playoffs with the seventh seed. Not that we should be talking about the playoffs, like Jim Moore, playoffs, you're talking about playoffs? Like, we shouldn't be talking about playoffs, but I'm just putting it into perspective how much this game meant, because the wild card at 0-3, if it's anything like last year, is going to be damn near impossible to get to because you're 0-3 if let's say 11-6 gets you the 7 seed is this team going 11-3 the rest of the way because I see optimistic Colt fans on Twitter talking about 2018 A. Andrew Luck is not walking through that door in 2018 we had Andrew Luck and B. in 2018 There was more optimism because it's the first year of the coach. It's the second year of the GM. There's so many new players. We're in year five of the GM and we're in year four of the head coach. We should not be seeing a regression. And what are we watching? We are watching a weekly regression by this team. We are watching an offense with an offensive minded head coach who calls the plays. Unable to score 20 points in a game in the year 2021. This is not the 70s. It's not the 80s. It's not the 90s. This is the 2020s. The field has never been more open. Every single rule in the rule book, every flag thrown is to protect the offense and to create as many points and fantasy points as possible. And we have four offensive touchdowns in three weeks of football. Four. And one of them was a garbage time touchdown week one with two minutes left trailing 28-10 against Seattle. And since that touchdown, we have scored two offensive touchdowns in two weeks. And the Titans entered this game with the 29th defense in the National Football League in points allowed the first two weeks of the season. They gave up 70-something points the first two weeks of the season. And what do we score? We score 16 points in this game we find the end zone one time the red zone offense is abysmal the goal to go offense is historically bad it's one of the worst I've ever seen we are three for eight in goal to go situations scoring touchdowns three for eight so we've had the ball 10 yards or less to scoring a touchdown eight times this year in those eight possessions we scored three touchdowns And we were denied five times. This offense is a joke. The offensive line is awful. We're not using our playmakers correctly. We're not getting the ball to our best guys. Last week, Naheem Hines has two touches. Today, Jonathan Taylor has 10 carries, averaging 6.4 yards per carry. 
So Reich is in over his head. He's regressing weekly. The team is obviously regressing. We're going backwards. That's not what you want to see out of a fourth-year head coach. You want to see improvements. You want to see the team getting better every year. And the team has seemingly gotten worse. And the record would indicate that. And the numbers would indicate that. When you haven't scored 20 points as an offense yet through three weeks in this era where everything's so wide open, when you're not able to get your playmakers the ball, last week Naheem Hines touches the ball twice. Twice he touches the ball. Today we saw how great he was when he gets the ball and he gets the ball in space. You can make big things happen. We have playmakers. We have talent. Now on the player's side, Wentz misses a wide open Pittman in the end zone, so he's got to make that throw. That's right drawing up a touchdown in goal-to-go situations, and the quarterback not being able to execute. The offensive line has to be better. The team has to be better. The players have to be better. The coaches have to be better. Ballard has to be better. This team, this organization has to be better, and they're not. When you watch this team, do you see a good football team? And I'm not talking about talent. There's clearly talent. There's a ton of talent. But it's not coming together and playing team football and winning games, and that's what it's all about. You could have all the talent in the world, but if you go out and you finish the season 3-14, and 14, what's it all about? And we're sitting at 0-3 right now. We haven't found a way to win a game. In this game, the defense forces three turnovers. The offense scores 16 points. You're not going to win games scoring 16 points. We won the turnover battle 3-0, and we lost this game by multiple possessions. That's very difficult to do, to win the turnover battle 3-zip and lose by multiple possessions. This was a two-possession game at the end after Blankenship missed the field goal. So we're sitting at 0-3, Jason, and it couldn't be worse. You couldn't have gotten off to a worse start to start the year after three weeks. No, and uh, I'm pretty much done with Reich after today. I, uh, I don't really have any words for what he did. I mean, listen, we go out there, you're going to play – you're going to play Wentz with two, you know, sprained ankles and you give Jonathan Taylor 10 carries and only throw to him one time. The entire offensive game plan should have been Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines, both running and out of the backfield. And for some reason, Frank thought it was a great idea to throw it 40 times with a quarterback that was less mobile than Phillip Rivers. I, I, I just, I'm done. I can't defend it anymore. I've tried. I've given him the benefit of the doubt, but he has no clue how to game plan against deficiencies. He just can't – he can't game plan to strengths. He can't game plan against deficiencies. He just can't game plan, period. That's that's it. We suck in the we, – we suck in the red zone, and look, forget the playoffs. I just – to quote Jim Mora, I just want to win a game. Yeah, it would be nice to win a game. You can't start to think about the playoffs until you win a game. And forget about the red zone, Jason. What about goal-to-go situations? We are 3-for-8. We are less than 50% scoring touchdowns in goal-to-go situations. We're one of the worst teams. We entered the week 28th in red zone offense. I would have to imagine... That percentage went down today. We're probably 29th, 30th, maybe 31st, maybe 32nd. We're so bad in the red zone. And then we're worse 
when we're within 10 yards to go to the end zone. Well, I guess technically not worse because we scored three touchdowns, goal to go, and we only have four offensive touchdowns on the season. Yeah, I mean, really all you need to know, we scored a touchdown running the ball in the red zone the first possession, and then the next two red zone possessions, we didn't run the ball at all. That's all you really need to know. Yep. Reich has no feel. He has no logic. It's just... It's so frustrating because I still, like, I'm done with him. I agree with you. I'm ready to fire him. I'm done with him. But you could be done with somebody that you know still knows what they're doing or should know what they're doing. Like, I still feel like it's somewhere inside of him. I feel like he knows. I feel like he could be and should be better than this, which also makes it more frustrating. Like, with Pagano, he was such an idiot, and I had such little to no respect for him as a football guy, as a coach, that it was bad, and we hated on him, and we roasted him, we destroyed him on this very podcast multiple times. This platform was the anti-Chuck Colts podcast, but... Part of me almost kind of felt sorry for him because I knew deep down he couldn't do any better. He didn't know any better. He couldn't do any better. He was in over his head. We've seen through Reich's tenure flashes where he's looked like an offensive genius at times, where he's looked like he is able to coach at the highest level and win at the highest level. And he was able to go 5-2 and two to start a season with Jacoby Brissett. And he was the seventh best offense in the red zone with Jacoby Brissett for a full season and two games of Brian Hoyer at quarterback. And it's regressed now three years in a row since that point. Last year, you have a massive upgrade at quarterback and the red zone offense gets worse. Today, Mike Strawn was a healthy scratch. We're not throwing the jump ball to Mo Cox that we've begged for for weeks. And we scrapped the run game when we scored the first drive by running the football. I'm fine the second drive throwing end zone that first. Like, that's not all right. He draws up a touchdown. It's a bad throw from Wentz. And the ball's incomplete to Michael Pittman. But as far as just, I mean, it's every single week. Last year into this year, and the problems are more glaring. Last year, I really felt like Reich was kind of holding us back. And now I feel like he's just sinking the ship. And it sucks because I do feel like he should be better than this. But at this point, I don't know how you could defend it. I don't know how you could have faith that he'll ever get the job done. And if you were to take a step back and look at this realistically, are you ever going to win a Super Bowl with this man as the head coach? That should be the question you ask yourself at the end of the day. Like the Cole fans that are backing him, when you think about like this team struggles so badly to score points, once we go down... By even six points, it feels like the game's over. Seven points, the game's over. Eight points, forget about it. Nine points, we're already on to Miami. Because this team can't score. When you're in a nine-point deficit, even with 12 minutes left or whatever it was, you really feel like the game is over. How is this team going to score once, let alone twice? They can't score. They can't get in the end zone. They can't score. It's just an anemic offense. And this is year four. Year one, you're optimistic. When you're not like when you have problems year one, year two, you're still optimistic. You're still in the that honeymoon phase. At this point in the fourth year, to get worse each of the last four years in the red zone, I just I'm just mind blown that people could defend this man on Twitter. Cole fans are constantly defending this man on Twitter, and it's mind blowing, Jason. 
Yeah, it's funny. I had a guy tell me uh, the Colts. I tweeted out a you know a quarterback, two sprained ankles. Jonathan Taylor, ten carries, sixty four yards, six point four per carry. And some some guy tweeted me and said, uh, you you can't expect the offensive line to run block that much because they're hurt. And I'm just thinking, well, Davenport's not hurt, Reed's not hurt, Kelly's not hurt, you know, Fisher's not hurt, and Glowinski's not hurt. And also, if you, I mean, these, this kid or whoever was tweeting me obviously didn't know this, but offensive linemen love to run block because that's when they get to be aggressive and get downhill. They want to run block. This was the game the Colts should have run the ball 35 friggin' times, and they 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 ran it 16 times. And they threw it forty. That's re- that's just ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. And it's every week. It's every week. I cannot figure out what he's trying to accomplish. Very clearly, Wentz was. They were saying eighty. He was nowhere near eighty-five percent. He was basically. I don't even know how to describe him. His feet, his ankles were so messed up. His mechanics were shot. He couldn't make the simplest of throws. You know, that slant to Pittman was wide open. He missed that. He had another throw to Hines in the flat that was wide open. He threw it 10 yards over his head. His mechanics were all over the place. Just run the friggin' ball. It also keeps your defense off the field and allows them to rest. But we'll get into the defense in a minute. I'm sure that's what everybody wants to talk about since it was so bad, Luke. The defense defense was why we've lost every game. Jason, it's so funny when you're talking about and you're going through the five offensive linemen. Regardless of who is out on the offensive line, like Nelson's out, Braden Smith's out, the five guys that were playing were all healthy, right? You know who wasn't yeah, they were healthy? Doing a good job blocking. I know. You know run-off. who wasn't healthy? The quarterback that dropped back forty times. Exactly. So we're going to talk about the guys on the offensive line who are hurt, who aren't in the game, but we're not going to talk about. And guess what? When the quarterback on two bum ankles drops back, guess who's still playing? The five offensive linemen that have to block for him. So what yep. type of backwards universe are we in where you don't want to run the ball because you're down offensive linemen, but you want to throw the ball because your quarterback has two bad ankles, two sprained ankles, and that same very group of five offensive linemen that you don't want to run the ball behind, you want to have those guys protect the quarterback that can't move? And You brought up the point before that he was probably less mobile today than Rivers was. Wentz being less mobile than Rivers is such a big deal because his mobility is one of his top assets. Like with Phillip Rivers, he's not mobile, but over a 15-year career, he developed other abilities like his ability to read the defense, his ability to get the ball off, his ability to change things at the line of scrimmage. Like those are abilities to compensate for not being able to move, not being able to run. Wentz, just randomly out of the blue for the first time, isn't able to move. So that's a huge handicap liability where he doesn't have those intangibles to be able to do other things to get the ball off quick. So to have him drop back 40 times is so much different than an equally immobile Phillip Rivers who could play that type of game. And it just makes no sense. Like you said, Taylor's averaging 6.4 yards per carry today. And we abandoned that. Could you imagine if the Titans decided to abandon Derrick Henry today and only run the ball 10 times? We probably win this game 16-9. Well, that's the that's the fundamental difference. I mean, Taylor's if this team is going to do anything, 
Taylor is the guy. He's the as far as talent goes outside of Quentin Nelson, he's the most talented offensive player we have. And we're, and it's like and Luke, I saw you mention this. It's like Frank can't do both. He can't keep Hines involved, and he can't keep – it's got to be one or the other. The team – those two guys should be on the field at all times because they're both really good players. Put Hines in the slot. Move him around. Get him on the field. He refused – like in the first game, it was – what was it? Last game it was, you know, no Hines. Was it the last game that it was no Hines and all Taylor, and this game it's all – yeah, last Hines week and- it was two touches, one reception for 17 yards, one run for Naheem Hines. He had two touches the entire game. And then today, obviously, it was Jonathan Taylor only touching the ball or only carrying the ball 10 times when he was averaging over six yards per carry. So last week, Jason, I posed the question. Remember I said, if you took Woods and you took Cup and you switched them with Naheem Hines, or you don't even have to switch them. Just take those two guys and put them on the Colts offense. Will Colts no. fans complain that we don't have playmakers? The answer, yes, would, be, would. The answer would be yes. Or yes. if you switch them out, would it have a difference? And then that would have been your answer. No, there would have been no difference because McVay would have, t- like if McVay had Hines last week, Hines would have had 10 to 12 touches in that game, 15, 18 touches in that game. He would have got him the ball. He would have got him the ball in space as many times as possible. And Frank just completely neglected Hines and his abilities. So if he yeah, had also, I was just going to mention also the fastest guy we have on offense, the most electric player we have outside of Taylor is Paris Campbell. He didn't throw one wide receiver screen, not one. Nope. So week no je- one, if you want to bring up Paris Campbell, like last week he was out. Week one he had one touch. I think he had two yep. or three targets, one touch. Today, Paris Campbell, four targets. Two receptions. Yeah, well, the funny thing about that is I remember Frank was, like, dancing and so happy when we got Paris Campbell, and he doesn't – I mean, he doesn't even use him. It's – it's. I Luke, I'll tell you what, man. It's – I'm almost apathetic. I'm, I'm getting the chuck levels of apathy with this friggin' offense. I, I, I and, and I was warned. I was warned about Wentz. I was warned about his injuries. I was – you know, I was – it's just everything and, and you know – it's just turned into a circus and there's so much blame to go around. You start with Ballard, you go to Reich and the coaching staff and the players. I mean, I mean, we're arguing on Twitter about who gets the most blame, but at the end of the day, it's a team game and it's all bad. I mean, when the defense needed to get on the, off the field on third down, they did when the, you know, when they needed to stop down the stretch, they didn't get it. You know, when the offense needs to score inside the red zone, they can't do it. When they need the right play called, Frank can't call it. It's, you know, when we need to to not try to block a punt and just set up a return, we try to block a punt and we set, you know, we, we hit the punter and completely take away any momentum we had. So, I mean, it, this, this is a losing team, Luke. This is what losing teams do. It's a bunch of different things put together to find ways to lose games, and that's what we're doing. Pretty much, yeah. I tweeted it in the first half of this game. Somebody said, like, this is a bad team. And I said, it's starting to look like a bad team because we're doing everything bad teams do. Even the defense, I'm not as down on the defense as I am on the offense. But a majority of the defense's lowest moments this year have come right after our very few offensive touchdowns. When the offense scores an occasional touchdown or takes a lead, which has only happened like once or twice, the defense gave it right back. 
it's a sign of a yep. bad team. Even if the yep. defense is having a good day, even if the defense has forced three turnovers, it's the timing of everything. It's the timing of running into the punter or roughing the punter. God yep. forbid you do that down 28-10 against Seattle. No, it has to come in a close one-possession game against the Titans. So it's just all the little things. And when I tweeted that, that was in the first half. I said, yeah, we're starting to look like a bad team because we're doing all the things bad teams do except we're not committing a ton of penalties. And then we have that. We have the penalty on Rhodes, and then the penalties start to pile up, and they're costly penalties, and they're situational penalties. So it's bad, man. 0-3, oh, and, and we're going to be on HBO. HBO and three. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's. I'll be honest. This is not what I had in mind. I did not think the offense was going to suck this bad um, with the players that we have. And you know, it is what it is. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you in this league. Yes, we have injuries, and that's all I've heard about. We got all these injuries. Everybody's got injuries. Look at the Ravens. They've got injuries. They found a way to win. I mean, of course, it was a 66-yard field goal, which is pretty god, pretty friggin' incredible. But we're just not getting it done on either side of the ball. Um, I do think the offense has been a bigger issue than the defense. The defense has played a little bit better each week. I thought they did a nice job on Derrick Henry. He only averaged four yards per carry. Didn't you know? He had some decent runs, but I mean, 28 carries under 12 yards. No touchdowns. I, they did a good job. I, I mean, as far as the run game goes, if you would have told me 28-112, no touchdowns, three you know three turnovers for the Colts and none for you know th- three turnovers for the Colts D and none for the Titans D, I would have said we got a really good chance to win, and we did. We were in the game and we had a chance to win, but uh, you know you, you got to score points in this league, and we just we just can't do it. We cannot score in the red zone, and you know thought special teams let us down today we had missed a field goal not that it probably would have mattered but we missed the field goal but the biggest play for me was the Zaire Franklin running into the punter I wasn't sure how much of an actual penalty that was because it looked like it he barely touched him but you got to stay away from him you can't hit him and we just you know we did something stupid there they made us pay you know we got three turnovers and people were saying to me well they gifted us two turnovers so what is it like now they're going to create a new NFL category gifts <laughs> and turnovers? I mean, they I count. And not only that, Jason, wait, my favorite part is after they bail us out with the turnovers, everybody's saying they would have scored 35 points or 42 points. Like not only are they taking away the turnover as if the defense didn't create the takeaway, but then they're hypothetically finishing the drive for the Titans, giving them points every time we got a turnover. Right. No, it's ridiculous. And and it's funny because somebody said to me, this team can't this team gives up 30 points a game. They can't they can't even have a game where they give up less than 20. And I'm like, well, let's just say they did give up less than 20. And say they give up 19. They'd still be one and two, and the only win would be because the special teams blocked a pawn. So yep. I mean, I mean, the and, and and also they haven't even given up thirty points in a game this year. By the way, the Rams scored what thirty four today against the Buccaneers. Should they fire yeah. Todd Bowles? Just asking. I'm going to say people would say they should not fire Todd Bowles. Through three games now, we have scored one fourth of the amount of offensive touchdowns on special teams. Yep, we have four offensive touchdowns. One special teams touchdown. Yep. We're bad. That's all you can say, dude. We're just bad. 
And we and the crazy thing is we haven't even been turning the ball over on offense. We just can't do anything. I know. Like we just cannot we can't make any plays, no big plays. When Never. there's guys open, he, he doesn't hit them. You know, the lot just dude, and now the injuries, I mean, it just I'm going to be honest with you guys. I know people want me to do the pom-pom thing, but we've never done that on this show. We've been around for five years. I think we're probably one of the longer-running podcasts, and we've never done the pom-pom thing. I'm just going to tell you guys straight up, this is not a very good team. And when you throw in the injuries right now, I I just I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about the rest of the season. I don't feel good about really any of it. When you look at the coaching – and the way we're playing, and the lack of, I, I just, he, he has no awareness. I, I just, I can't believe we threw the ball 40 times with basically a quarterback in a friggin' wheelchair. I mean, it defies logic. And so my feeling is this is not a good team. I mean, I think they're going to struggle to beat the Texans. I've completely recalibrated what I think this team is going to be, and I don't think it's going to be a very good team. And at the end of the year, I would not be shocked if they sit Wentz down to keep that first-round pick because where are the wins going to come, Luke? I mean, yeah. where are they coming from? I mean, there's no they're, – they're, I mean, outside of Jacksonville, I mean, and maybe the Jets, where – I mean, where – I can't I – I look at the schedule. Where are these easy wins? The Dolphins – I'll tell you right now. The Dolphins game's not going to be easy. No. That's not going to be an easy game. They got a good defense. I mean, you know, if Wentz goes out there with on his in his wheelchair, I mean, like Luke, you said off the air, we're going to have to win this game 12-9. to 9. We're going to have to kick field goals in the red zone every single time. Yeah. And we're going to have to hope that we don't give up seven the other way because the Dolphins over the last couple of years under Flores have created a lot of takeaways. They've scored a lot yep. of defensive touchdowns. That game could yep. easily be won next week on a scoop and score on a pick six. Very easily. They're better. I'll tell you this. They're a better coach team than we are. Oh, I'll 100%. Put right. I said it. I think I said in 2019, I thought Flores was a better coach in 2019. Like, they were 0-7, and I thought you could make a coach of the year argument for Flores. I knew he wouldn't win it because the team stunk. But I think he's a phenomenal coach. Oh, my God. I would have taken him in 2019 over Reich. Of course, we were in no position to fire Reich, and he just got hired by Miami, and they weren't going to, obviously, fire him. So that would have never happened. But I'm a huge fan of Flores. I think he's already proven to be the most competent coach off Belichick's coaching tree as a head coach in the oh, NFL. Yeah. He's got no a long question. way to go and everything, but I like him a lot. Yeah, and he doesn't try to be uh, Belichick, which is we'll talk no. about more about this on the pregame show. Well, but right, right, yeah, they're set up well. They're they're set up well for the future. And the thing I love about his teams is they play hard. So my only point was, people think we're going to just walk out there, roll the ball out, win next week. That's not going to happen. I'll tell you right now, that team's going to come out. I mean, they fought back in that Raider game today and almost won that. They're going to play the thing. The thing I know about his teams is they're going to play a hundred percent every snap for the entirety of a game, whether it goes to overtime or not. So the Colts are going to have to bring that same intensity or they're going to lose next week. I mean, that's just – I mean, I'm just keeping it real. That's what's going to happen. If they do not come out ready to play, they will not beat Miami, period. Jesus, you brought up a good point before. Forget about the easy wins. Well, I guess you could include the easy wins. Where do they come from? Last right. year, 11-5 and five barely got you into the playoffs. There's 17 yeah. games this year. Let's say – for argument's sake, 
11 and 6 gets you in. <laughs> that would mean we need to go 11 and 3 the rest of the way to go yeah, 11 and 6. Not, no, that's not happening, dude. <laughs> so this team that just lost three consecutive games, albeit three playoff teams, three of the better teams we'll see this season, but we're supposed to go 11 and 3. So we have to win 11 <laughs> games to the Luke. three losses we just had. I'm I'm gonna be honest, man. I, I wasn't impressed with them at all. I was not impressed with Tennessee at all. I'll be no, honest. I I, I swear, Jason. I still think right now we have a better chance at the division, despite being two games back and losing that first head to head, than the wild card. The oh, wild card. Because you yeah, still play no the Titans again. So if you beat them and you hold serve in the division and they lose just one division game, and then you just basically balance out the rest of the way with their results you would win the division the way they won the division last year. They split with us. We had the Jags game, and then that was the difference. And that's why I they mean, their, de- their defense gave up 30 points and 38 points Bro, in the first two weeks. their defense was- came into this game 29th in points yep. allowed, and we yep. struggled to score one freaking touchdown. Yep. That's all you really need. Dude, that's really all you need to say. That's really all you need to say. That's the oh difference in the game. And then just to touch on the defense real quick, has our defense been good this year? No. Jason and I say it every single week. We're average. But what are we? We're consistently average. If you took 20 points to one game and you gave it to another week and we gave up 40-something that week and we gave up six the next week, well, then we'd win that one game. We'd be one and two. But we've consistently been in the mid-20s. I think it's 28, 26, 25 the last three weeks or 27, and they're 25. All been, it's been three, been three explosive offenses. Three explosive fair. offenses. You get So next week, like let's see what happens next week. Because if we go out next week and we lose 6-3 to three or 9-6, to six, I dare somebody to blame the defense for that game. But again, right. I'm not even defending the defense. I think <laughs> the defense has been average. People, yep. people take – the word average, and they say, oh, well, you had Flus on your show. You just you just yep. can't say anything bad about Flus. I said multiple times today on Twitter, flat out, the Colts could fire the entire coaching staff after the season. Right. I'd be fine with it. I'm on board to fire the head coach. I'm also under the belief when you fire the head coach, you should allow the head coach. He, You fire the whole staff, and you let the new coach bring in his new staff. So I'd be fine with that. I like Matt Eberflus a lot. I think he's done a good job over the last couple of years. I think this defense is way better than Chuck Pagano defenses. And better also, yep. I think at times it's been better than a lot of the Tony Dungy defenses as well without the pass rushers. So I like Flus. We had him on the show. Yep. Seems like a great guy. Really enjoyed talking to him. Couldn't be more appreciative for him taking the time. But I'm not going to sugarcoat stuff. If we're giving up 40 points a game, I'm not going to defend it. We've been exactly. average this year. Average is not good. Average is not great. Average is average. It's also the year 2021, and every rule favors the offense. Well, guess what? The other team has an offense. So do we. Eventually, you're going to have to score 24 points or 30 points in a game. Eventually, it's going to have to happen, and we just haven't been able to do it. And Jason, it goes beyond points per game, yards allowed. Just think of big plays. Think of the big plays on both sides of the ball. Week one, you had the Darius Leonard strip. Week two, you had the Darius Leonard tackle for loss to get off the field on third down. This week, you had the Rock strip. You had the Leonard pick. You had the Kenny Moore pick. 
you had some really big plays, a couple three and outs. Where's the big play been from the offense? Can you give me one example of a clutch play from the offense? No. They just haven't had one. I mean, when the game's on the line, the offense is shit the bed. I mean, yep. that's, I mean, and really, to be fair, the defense kind of has to, because in the one game we got the lead back on that block punt, they immediately gave up the touchdown. Listen, I'm never going to apologize for Love and Fluce. I think he's a hell of a coach. I think what he did in 2018, taking that dog shit, I mean, really, what were we, 20, I think we were 29th the year before, and we were 10th the next year when Fluce got here. So you can, you, you can, I mean, I'm going to defend him because I think he's a hell of a coach and he's proven himself. He's been successful everywhere he's been at whatever he's done. But with all of that said, we have never, you know, not criticized a guy. We've had guys on the show we've criticized. And could the defense be better? Absolutely they could be better. They have not played above average in any game. But at the end of the day, when your offense can't score 20 goddamn points, you aren't going to win many games because every rule is set up for you to score points on offense. So am I happy with the defense? No, nobody's happy. We're 0-3. They haven't played that great. They've been average at best. But they got three turnovers today. They got the ball back for the offense. They kept giving them the friggin' ball back, and the offense didn't do shit with it. So, listen, it's it's a team game. You lose as a team. You win as a team. The, 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 you had the special teams screw up. The defense didn't play super great. I mean, I thought they did a decent job on Henry. And, yes, they could have played better. I guess they could have held him to, you know, 22 or whatever. But at the end of the day, you're scoring 16 points, you're not going to win. The thing is, when you're a bad team, you find ways to lose. And right now, that's what we're doing. We found a way to lose the Rams game. We found a way to lose the Titans game. And until – I mean, and the thing that's really concerning to me is we lost both our starting corners in this game and Kari Willis and Quiddy Pay. And so that's great. You know, that's – I mean, people are saying, well, the defense is all healthy and blah, blah, blah. Okay, the defense was relatively healthy. Uh, they didn't have their starting number one corner, is and they don't have Dio, and and so they have and, and Darius is basically playing on one leg. He's not practicing. He's basically playing on one leg. So we're not a hundred percent healthy on defense either, but they sh- still should be playing a lot better than they've been playing. Certainly, this Dolphins game is going to tell us a lot uh, because I'll tell you this: if the defense goes out and gives up like thirty-eight to the to the Dolphins, that means they've packed it in. And that's and I'll tell you this: if they quit on Flus, he will be fired. No, oh, definitely. That that's I mean, and that I mean, might happen in in season. Yeah, they're not going to fire Marcus Brady because a he doesn't call the plays, and b he was just hired, so they're not going right. to fire him. If they pick a scapegoat, it's going to be yeah, Flus. You yeah. could possibly justify average for the reason to be fired, but it's going to be bull. It's just going to be flat-out bullcrap because the offense is so clearly worse. Like, that's such clearly the biggest issue with this team. It's going to be very difficult to sell people on the defense, especially if the defense gets worse the next week because we don't have another defensive coordinator on this staff. No. I mean, look, the only way I think Flus gets fired in season is if he completely – and I don't think this is going to happen – 
But the only way I think it could happen, the only possible way, in my opinion, is if he completely loses the defense and they just quit and they stop playing hard and that then and they've stopped listening. They stop listening. I don't think that will happen. But you know, with the way this is going, this season's going, dude, you, you, you don't know. I mean, you really just don't. So. This Dolphins game, for me, is going to tell us a lot about the defense. I don't expect the offense to do much of anything, you know. So, uh, it, it's going to – I mean, the defense going to have to win the game, in my opinion. They're going to have to really, you know, hold them to no touchdowns or something or like 13 points at most. Yep. Because I'm expecting the most the our offense can so- score is what they've shown, 16 to 17 points. Oh, that would be a great so, showing. I mean, that's – Yeah, we need to hold them expecting. to field goals. Yeah. Basically, I mean, yeah, I don't want to give away the uh, we don't want to give away the keys the, to the, the game. game, yeah, but uh, yeah, keys to the game, kick them. field goals, keys to the game, kick field goals on third down, keys to the game, yeah. kick field goals on second down. Yeah, it was it, God, and people were always telling me how I need to be more positive, but I just I didn't see a lot of positive other than the three <laughs> takeaways today. I, I didn't, yeah. I mean, Taylor oh, well, was good, yeah, but those were. You can't even give them the takeaways because those were bailouts, remember? Of course. Of course, the yeah. The defense I mean, actually, if you take away the takeaways, Jason, no pun intended if that's even a pun, if you take away the takeaways, I think they'll probably sc- – like if you take away the takeaways and take away the punts and take away the field goals, we give up like 56 points in this game. That's true. That is true. That's a fact. You know, Fluce is awful, man, because if – I mean, listen, if you hold them, if you make them punt and you get three turnovers and two of them are gifts, I mean, that's bad defense, man. You should just drop the ball intentionally because why would you accept gifts from an opposing team? They're not your friends. Yeah, I know. Just, you know I, did, I saw I saw Rock put two hands on the ball and rip it out, and I was thinking, what are you doing that for? They're going to drop it anyway because they're going to just bail us out and give us the ball back. I know. It's. I mean, really, at the end of the day, man, it's really – you know, the teams are just gifting us turnovers to make us look better than we are. That's they just what want the game to be competitive. They don't want to fly, or in this case, I guess we flew there. But like the lot, like weeks one and two, they didn't want to just fly to Indianapolis and blow us out. So they took the foot off the gas a little bit, and they turned the ball over, and they tried to make our lives easier. So, dude, I, I, I just, I have to laugh to keep from crying. It's just, I just can't even believe we're at this point. I mean. People are probably listening, like thinking, "Why aren't they ranting or whatever?" But dude, it's at the point we're so frustrated. It's just you just have to laugh. I mean, it, what else can you do? You're a fan. You want the best for the team, but literally everything that's gone wrong, really, pretty much has gone wrong for us so far. You know, and then we get on the field and our coach doesn't help at all. It's very frustrating. And uh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we get off here, I thought there were some really bad calls in this game that kind of changed the game. I wasn't a huge fan of the block, the the personal foul on Zaire. I didn't think he really touched him. Um, they called Xavier for uh, interference on a play where I thought the hand fighting, I thought it was kind of both guys going back and forth jostling. And then uh, when – so they called that, and then the Pascal play in the back of the end zone where the guy was face guarding him and basically shoved him out of the back of the end zone and they didn't throw a flag – which would have given us first and goal at the one. Instead, we – I mean, we wouldn't have scored, of course, with yeah, first and goal at the one. Me. We wouldn't have scored. But, you know, we ended up kicking a field goal. I mean, those things kill you too. So it's a yeah. combination of everything. Just, it's not good, man. And I just hope we can find a way to beat Miami. 
Me too. Talk about must wins. I guess next week would technically be another must win because if you're 0-4, the season is over. <laughs> I mean, I think we're done now, but you're right. I think so too. Like Logically, I think we're done, but literally we're not. Next week, I right. guess it still wouldn't be literally because mathematically you would still be alive. No. Andrew Luck ain't coming through the door. Andrew Luck is <laughs> not, not coming happening. through the door. If he were to come through the door, today would have been the day because I don't think it's physically possible for him to lose to the Tennessee Titans. Absolutely not. But, man, I don't know. What else you got, Jason? I'm just at the point where thinking about playoffs, that's probably a pipe dream. I, I just want to see this team play better. I mean, and that's not really a lot because we have not played well. I mean, the defense has been average. The offense has been garbage. I would like, again, I mean, I'll say it every week, Luke. I would like Frank Reich to put our playmakers in position to make plays. Now, here's the thing with that. You actually have to give them the ball for them to be able to make plays. They can't magically create the ball in their hand. You have to get it to them. So maybe somebody, maybe Greg Doyle, since he doesn't have a problem being an asshole, maybe he can tell Frank Reich, hey, maybe – you want to get the ball to Paris Campbell on a, on, a, on a quick screen. Maybe you want to play Hines and Taylor at the same time. Maybe when your running back is averaging six yards a carry, you know, you might want to ride him. You know, maybe give him 25 carries. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just spitballing here. But when you can't, your quarterback can't move and he's literally in a wheelchair, maybe you should, you know, give the ball to the guy that ran for, I forget how many yards in the last 10 games last year. But that's just me, Luke. I don't know what you think, but uh, you know that's just me. And I'm not that smart. I'm just an average, you know, intelligence guy. Yeah, he sounded like a Stephen Holder question. I don't know about you, but I don't know. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, but I was kind of saying. But the fans were asking. But I'm, you know, I'm not saying yeah. that I think this. But the fans well, think I don't know this. why you did it, but maybe you know, and maybe you could tell me why because I don't know the answer to the question. So I'm going to ask the question. Hopefully, you know the answer to the question I'm going to ask you because I don't know the answer. I think we've reached the end, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I would say show guys, Russian guys. Oh, my uh, God. From Jim Caldwell to Chuck Pagano to Frank Reich. And did you notice that all the coaches we have here get progressively worse as the years go on? It seems that way, doesn't it? They just hit like this, they just hit like this vortex where they just digress from year to year. They're like bad players that can't learn from their mistakes. Yeah, like Chuck was never a good coach, but it got to the point at the end where I'm not sure he was able to tie his shoelaces. He was so stupid. And I feel like Reich yeah, is I mean, digressing knew... to that point. Yeah, he's he, – dude, inside the 20-yard line, he can't – inside the 10-yard line, he cannot tie his shoes. No. Nope. So, yeah, we're – we're at Pag- we're at Pagano levels of bad inside the inside the ten yard line. It's it's awful. Yep. That's all I got, brother. Yeah, that's it. All right, we'll wrap it up. We'll be back during the week, probably on Thursday. Colts Dolphins game preview. The Jacoby Brissett game. You know, in college, like it's it's Ohio State week. It's Alabama week. It's Jacoby Brissett week. The Colts going up against Jacoby Brissett, our former captain, the starting quarterback in the 2019 season. It's only fitting that Jacoby 
is this week, right? At 0-3, it's like the perfect time to see Jacoby. Because if Jacoby were to have a week where he has a great game to stick it to the Colts, wouldn't this be the week? Because he's done nothing through the first two games for the Dolphins, so... Of course, Luke, and then we will hear, <laughs> and then we will get nothing but articles from every columnist about how we should. Oh, have kept Stephen Holder and Greggy Doyle and Mikey. Oh my God, they're all going to write articles. So, yep. So Let's we need to win. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and if we if we score like one or two touchdowns, I'm not. Even gonna, we'll get into it on Thursday. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's my man, Jason Spears. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. Tough spot to be in at 0-3, especially in a very talented AFC conference. Last year, nine teams started 6-3. and three. To be one of those teams this year, we'd have to win six games in a row. <laughs> After the Dolphins, we have the Ravens. After the Ravens, we have more good teams and more good teams. It's not going to get easier. Well, it might get a little bit easier because the first three weeks were really tough. But it's going to be an uphill battle. It's not going to get any easier in terms of digging ourselves into this massive Grand Canyon of a hole through three weeks, including one of our two biggest games of the year to the Tennessee Titans. So that wraps things up. We will be back Thursday. Game preview. Colts. Dolphins. Right here on the For the Culture Podcast.